Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Online Darts, the live lands. It's Tuesday night for a change, but of course... Might be a different day, but it's all the same still. I'm Phil Bars, joined by Jack Gobby Garwood and Jala Theaton. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we on this Tuesday evening? Evening, evening. Very well. Nice to see we all have matching shirts. Well, that's well, what we're doing then. for us tonight, isn't it, Gob? That's what we do. Uh, a bit embarrassing no, when this happens well normally, well. but we'll make an exception for it tonight. Well, that's only because it's only because we've actually got our own branding on now. Thank you very much for, for the uh, for the lovely stuff. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's it's great to be here. It, it feels, do you know what? I'm, I'm actually quite glad in the way we did it yesterday because I was very very tired after a weekend of, of of actually doing nothing for once after not doing anything for the past you know uh, for the past seven days pretty much ever since the world's finished. But it's it, it's been, it's good to get everybody back in the saddle it's nice to see everybody once again and very welcome to everybody joining us of course on youtube everyone listens to the podcast here we are we, we, and even though we've had nothing happen on the hockey there's been a lot off the hockey that's happened phil yeah it's um it's been a strange week it started off quiet but all of a sudden it went bang and there was announcements everywhere which we're obviously going to talk about um we'll go into more detail in a minute we're just going to start sharing some links around on social media so everyone knows we're live Good evening, everyone in the chat room as well. Let's get that chat room absolutely buzzing. If you haven't yet, head over to YouTube, subscribe. Make sure you turn notifications on so you don't miss anything, of course, while we share the links around. But, Gob, have you, um, is it all sunk in now? What happened at the world? Are you, are you over it all? <laughs> straight, in with the, straight in with the kill on that one tonight. I'm off. I'm off. <laughs> how many resignations? How many? How many resignations are you going to be given in 2021 when going price wins absolutely everything? He ain't winning anything. Wrong joke. <laughs> Not starting that already. 
just just come to accept oh, that. It's fine. I'm, I'm just waiting. Right. We've already dropped that one. If the other one gets mentioned within the next seven seven comments, which means it's the first fifteen comments of the night, I'm off. I'm definitely done for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, look, it's been, it, it's been well, interesting. Yeah, we have changed today because it's the best day my internet works. It hasn't worked all day for work, so how on earth it's still going so far is beyond me. But um, I'd, I'd be giving my provider a very angry call after I've already spoken to them once this week. It's not a good start. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Make sure we get oh, that trending in the chat room, please. No, do not get the B word trending in the chat room. What is it with you? It's funny. I oh, love I'm seeing it every single right? week when people mention the B word. I've had it on Twitter, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. Oh, don't worry. Give it time. About my Instead of getting a scolia to get me a Barney shirt, if they appear tonight, I'm going to find it out in a minute. If they appear tonight, I'm ripping into them. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure the listeners and the viewers watching this will uh, will happily help us chuck in a few a few quid for a brand new Barley frame Barney shirt just to go with to Jack Garwood's office. I would uh, I'm sure we could all um, we could do that. Yeah, it could be arranged. <laughs> oh, Gob just doesn't want to say anything because otherwise he'll probably swear and that will be that. To, to be fair, I might even I, I'd actually I'd do a Michael Van Gogh and then you. I'd actually spend the sixty euros and get him to do a personalised message to you. <laughs> Please, can we do that? For See you now, I am my number one fan. No, Raymond. No, I'm not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday, mate. It would be absolutely <laughs> But yeah, um, welcome along, everyone. Like we say, the chat room is absolutely buzzing already, which is great. Like we say, not much, not much starts on the Oki to talk about, but put certainly off the Oki. Um, I suppose we better dive straight into it, lads, didn't we? There's only one place to start, really. And that is, it the is the Masters. There we have it. There we go. There we go. Seamless format. transition to begin the night. The format has <laughs> gone up. We've got from 16 to 24 players, gentlemen. Happy with oh, that. Man, Good, on... bad. I'll, I'll let Bob go first before I... I did not well, see this move coming because... at all. This this tournament has been, for want of a better word, irrelevant to me for the last five to ten years. There's multiple events that follow a similar set of players around once you, once you hit the, the top echelons of the tour card holders. Um, and they, they all seem to get a bit flat and a bit boring. We've seen these same players here. We've seen them at the Champions League. We've seen them at the World Series. And we see the majority of them in the Premier League. And they're not actually contending for any ranking money in any of the four events I've just listed. So um, this was getting a bit stale for me. The addition of extra players makes it that little bit more interesting. Um, and I also think that not announcing the 10th 
player for the Premier League makes this the most important Masters we've seen in 10 to 15 years. Well, touching on what you said there, Gob, and I'll throw this over to you, Jar, as well. By making it 24, does that say to you that they are genuinely not sold on anyone in the top 16 for that final Premier League spot and they're looking elsewhere? Again, Gob, do you want to go first on this one, mate? Because I will happily say my piece in a few minutes on this. Oh, why are you stepping back? I don't like this. Jar's about to explode already and it's not a good sign. Mate, it's only 10 past He's going to be all right. Cricket, He's going to out the front foot and slog through the line over Cal Corner. Correct. Oh, this, is not, this, this is like him last week. He... I'm about to go full Rizba. I'm going to go. I'm going to go full Rizba pant on this. It, it, trying to save a test match. I'm going to go start absolutely slogging it all over the place in a minute. <laughs> just, just see it out for six overs. Just see it out for a couple of overs. Um, nope. What was the question? I was too busy bullying Jai. It looks like he did when he slagged off the fact Emma Payton by... didn't get the world final last week. Correct. Um, by, by going 24, do you think they are not convinced on? anyone within the top 16 that's why they broaden the horizon it's not that they're not convinced I don't think I just think that there are players within this next eight players that have done as much as some of those in the top 16 and now that they're not purely picking the top 10 players in the world and you've seen players come in from winning events and, and wherever their rank last year does it was in the mid-20s I think he was when he first got picked now that they're not set on it being the top 10 ranked players from a two-year list, I just think it opens up an opportunity for players within that that eight that have achieved just as much as the players in the nine to 16 spots. Go on then, Jar, tee off. I'm going I'm, I'm to bowl you a long hop to get off with. <laughs> Hang on a second. Right, I'm ready to go. Okay, here we go. First of all, the Masters has always been irrelevant. Irrelevant for years. Let's just get over this now. What this does in making it 24 is it makes it a glorified Euro Tour event that isn't ranked. We're playing best of 11 legs in a supposedly important television title event. Like we say with the with the Players' Championships and we say the same with the Euros in the first couple of rounds of that. It's not good enough. We shouldn't be doing that. for. We shouldn't be playing Pro Tour matches for a big, for a big time stage event. That's, just, that's the first thing. Secondly, making it to 24 doesn't really achieve much for me. Um, I don't see why we should need to do this, if you want me to be brutally honest. The way you make the champ- you make the way you- the Masters relevant is by doing a Champions League format. Four groups of four, or four groups of six, whatever you want to do with it. Play it over, if you want to play it over 11 legs or whatever legs or 19 legs or whatever, do whatever you like. That's how you make it relevant. Make it the top 16 and put them all in groups. Randomise the groups. You have the top four seats. And then after that, it's a completely random draw, just like we do with the Grand Slam, potentially, as long as we have the top four seeds, because then we have that ability there to play with it. And I think that's how you make the Masters relevant. Going off of what you said, Phil, that are they sold on anybody in the top 16? I totally agree with you. I mean, personally, as I said before, and we'll come on to Premier League picks, my pick for the 10th seed isn't even in the top 24. So, unfortunately, they can't be picked for it. But certainly... Doing this and expanding it to 24 is lovely for the TV companies and it will mean more people will watch it and great and, and, and fabulous and whatever. But it still doesn't make this the fact that it's yet another 
unranked tournament. And what we're doing is we're basically making it a glorified Euro tour. That's what we're doing. Would both of you, would you have liked to see it go to 32 instead of 24? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Go to 32 and then make it a group stage again. Make it a group stage. Just do it. Make it a group stage. Because that's, that's what makes the Masters, that can make the Masters relevant. Yeah, we have it in the Grand Slam and all that sort of stuff. I get it. But just make it into 32, put the top seeds in the group four, and then randomise the groups from there. Only the, only the four seeds that get relevant, or eight seeds get relevant. Make it like a full-on Champions League. That's what we want to I, I think that's what they should do. Kieran says, I think they should do the Masters like the Champions League it does. Totally agree with you, Kieran. Let's do it. Next year, Masters... Move it to the Champions League. Makes it more relevant. God, for you, 32 over 24 or not? I don't mind. I don't mind this. I, I, I think it's all right. I just think that they had to do something to make this tournament interesting. Like we just said, it's lost a lot of its appeal over the last couple of years. There are we more never had and more prestigious events now. We never had you any to appeal. Start with until the, yeah, it did. Until the players started using it to tinker with equipment and get set for the Premier League when they all started moving around manufacturers about eight to ten years ago. Until they started using this as a testing ground because there's no Pro Tours or, or anything like that because of Q-Sport and everything else going on. This was okay, right? But it, it's lost that shine, it's lost that gloss and the addition of more and more events that are similar, like the World Series, like the Champions League of Darts. The minute they became on the calendar less likely to watch this. You mean when back no, when Wade won in Edinburgh and it was a good time of year? Please. Please. <laughs> win that one. Sorry, Merv. Sorry, Merv. No, but, but it was, was, it was the time of year. Merv Wadey final. Dream until it goes the way it does. <laughs> but, 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 but the time of the calendar, it was relevant, is the thing. Like you say, for the last yeah. four or five years, the big boys rock up with new darts, new flights, new stems, monster points, try it, doesn't work, go back to what they know. Yeah, pretty much. And, the, 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 and, a couple of them would have been on holiday in a minute. They'll be back on the board next week, maybe. Give themselves a week or so. Some of them might have been trying equipment around the world, but I highly doubt it. Trying something before the world and going back to what you tried and tested and then bringing out new equipment again isn't for me. I, I think you can stick with what you know. You don't pick up your new stuff until after the daddy um this is if any of them are changing we might actually turn up an all 24 order field play of exactly the same setup they used at the world championship peter Wright's highly unlikely but the entire 24 might turn up with the same 23 then i'll give myself the 23 right they might all turn up with exactly the same setup they played on the ali paddy stage still not likely right someone will have made some sort of adjustment that's just the way Darts is going now. Everybody's looking for that extra percentage or two, and they're wondering if it's in the equipment rather than the throw. So I'm, I'm just happy the Masters is relevant, and the connotations of winning this for somebody that wouldn't perhaps have been in this tournament for the last 10 years because of their ranking means that they can now go on and put themselves in the Premier League as well, and that would be mad. I obviously, going off that point for the Premier League, must be stressing on this one is that obviously the top eight normally in the world are in the Premier League or the top nine or ten are in the Premier League, you know, depending on who's in that top eight or ten. Um, and obviously, 
they then use that as a bit of a warm-up, really, for the first night of the Premier League and then that first Pro Tour. It's just a little bit of an added warm-up for the top 16. That's why I don't believe that this tournament really does much. Yeah, you know, it, get, it gets darts back on free-to-air TV, but, you know, and I'm sure that people have gone and people have enjoyed it. I just don't think that this tournament is relevant to anything. I mean, Scott Mitchell says it's the Community Shield of darts. I think that's putting it lightly. I, I, I'd liken it to a Johnston's Paid Trophy final, if you want me to be brutally honest. It, 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 it's, it's a lovely day out, but it don't really matter anything for anybody. You know, I appreciate that MVG's won it, the last, won it five of the last six years, and then he'd gone on to pretty much dominate most of the years. But it just, it just don't, it just doesn't get the heart racing. This event, I, this is an event that I endure rather than enjoy. Uh, Juanita in the chat makes a good point. Maybe the pick for the Premier League has nothing to do with the Masters. I think potentially it does. I think look, if if someone has a run and gets to a semi-final or final in that pack, that's probably going to be enough. But out of the chasing pack, if they all flop then it might bring people like Van Dijvenbode into play. It will. Well, that, Realistically, we, Van Dijvenbode is the only one not in this field that is in contention for the Premier League or could make a claim for it off the year he's had. No one else is is outside of the top 24 in terms of going deep at the majors and the performances they've put on. Right, Dirk is the only one, so he will be hoping everybody flops, but then he needs an opportunity or a chance to then prove himself above and beyond these guys. It, it really would have been nice if he was in this field. There's just no way they could have expanded it more and more and more just to sneak him in because then everybody can see what they're doing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think the fact that they've delayed it, it all depends when, obviously, the Premier League, if it gets pushed back to it and when it is, and if they're then going to take into account the UK Open. But the problem with the UK Open is that, A, it's a considerably larger field with the current restrictions we've got in the UK. B, for the UK Open to happen, you have to have a full pro tour, which means Q School will have to have taken place. And at the minute, the qualifying criteria allows for amateurs as well. So you need an opportunity for those to take place. And there's no way, even if they get away with Q School as elite sport, there's no way, as much as I like the events, there's absolutely no way Riley's going to get away with opening for one day for the first time in nine months for the majority of their clubs to run a UK Open qualifier to then shut again until they're allowed to open as a normal business. No, I, I agree. And realistically, I don't think the UK Open happens in its date. I don't know this, no. but my guess is that it won't happen in its date. I think it will get put back the same as the Premier League. Well, I think that you'll get, you know, maybe the late April, early May bank holiday weekend, if Butlins are allowing that. I don't know, because obviously it all depends on that as well, and whether we can, whether Butlins will allow the opportunity for a full weekend where kids will definitely be there with their family is a bit of an interesting one. But maybe April, May time, Butlins might say to the PDC, go on then, stick an event on in here. And I've always said that the UK Open should happen in May, April, May time. Because whilst it's great having it in March and all that, having it in April, May, I think would be much more beneficial for the players. So I'd love to see it that way. So if it, if it works well for them, keep it that way. But you know, look, 
talking on this, it, it's great to, to watch. It, it's great to have... Instead of Minehead as well, would not be against the Please. traveling for that one. Just putting it out there. Please. Just putting it out there. A trip to Skeg <laughs> instead. Well, that's yeah, fair. absolutely. I'm, I'm completely with you on this. That I've got no objection to using Butlins, but my objection is you shouldn't have more than one tournament in the same venue. So if you want to yeah. do a deal with Butlins, yeah, exactly. do one in my net, one in Skegness or Bogner. I'm a, I don't I mean, like, you'd like having you'd like two it Bog- Oh, <laughs> I'd say you'd like it in Bogner, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, I would. Because <laughs> what you. <laughs> Because you, because you never get, because you never get any tournaments down in the south there, Philip. So you'd love it down there if you if we go if we go to Bogner. Just, just reminiscing back in the day when we had the Bournemouth Premier League and it was forty five minutes from home, not two and a half three hours. You got Brighton. Brighton's back now, so you got Brighton at least. Well, what one night out of out of three hundred darts nights or whatever it is, I'll take that. Um, just <laughs> you violin, Phil. I've got a violin. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just going back through some of the comments while we're talking about it, Andrew, Dirk hasn't won a singles event at the PDC yet. It's too early for him. I think the reason everyone's talking about Dirk, mate, is the fact that on the one-year order of merit, he was top 10. That's why his name's been in the hat. And is it four quarterfinals out of five events on TV? He's also made a world group. And he's also made a World Grand Prix final. Like he's, yeah. he, he's, you know, he's made, so, he's made, he's made a final as well. So I, yeah, I, that's why he's in there. You, you can't. Um, he's got to be in the conversation at least. Has to be in the conversation. Um, again, Willita, there's more players than just Dirk. I'm not sure. From from 16 to 32, I'm not sure there is. If I'm being honest, across the year. Don't get it wrong, Stephen Bunting had a fabulous world championship, but didn't do a lot for the rest of the year. Is one tournament enough to pick Whitlock. him? Not Whitlock made, Whitlock made th- uh, Whitlock two semi-finals. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I think Whitlock was a little bit strange. It was sort of off of beating Van Gerwen three times. Other than that, without being respectful, I don't think Whitlock did as much as he should have. After seeing those three performances and the, the various aspects of his game in, in, in those three moments, his scoring power when he broke the record for 180s, his finishing in the other two, he should have put that all together a bit more and, and gone a bit deeper, I think. Well, you look yeah, at Vincent uh, as well. Uh, Vincent's, had, Vincent's had a couple of quarterfinals this year. I think he made fourth round at the Worlds, if memory says me correctly as well. So, again, he might be in the conversation, but I doubt it. That from from 16 to 32, there isn't any single week if you're the PDC. Merv as well. Merv made the the Players' Championship final as well. Look, off pure darting ability in the year he's had, let's be brutally honest, Wade should be in. However, 100%. However, if they were going to pick him, they'd have done it which is why I, I don't think it matters what he does in the Masters. If they were going to pick James Wade, they'd have done it off the year he had. If he, won, if he wins the Masters, then he's in. There's no doubt. They can't not They can't not put the world number six in if he wins the Masters. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. Be, that, Rule number one. Yes, I, I, I'm fully aware of world number one. Excuse me, world, uh, <laughs> rule number one. Excuse me, world number seven, James Wade. They can't not. They, they can't not have him in the Masters. Same with Cheers. Same with Cheers. You know, same with Cheers. Yeah, 
as well, we're not going to go too deep into the Masters because we'll, we'll do a full preview show on it. But it's amazing, just a quick look, guys, how it turns around that the bottom half of the draw is now absolutely stacked. Mm. Very much so. Very, very much so. There's some games in there, in that bottom half of the draw, that would grace a quarterfinal. And look at the Sousa Clayton. Dimmy versus Dobes for a kickoff. Ratajski versus Whitlock. God, I'm sure. What the hell are you going to do with that one there? You know, you're going to say that it's another bad draw for him? No, the person that's got a bad draw here is Adrian Lewis. He's had an absolute stinker once again. What, getting Michael Smith? Well, Smith is the highest ranked player he could have played in this position. And he goes on to play Gary Anderson, who on recent form is better than some of the top eight that he's seeding amongst. Yes, he's had a stinker again. To, to be fair, though, Smith and Lewis will look at this, and the winner of that has got half a chance of going deep here. No. Gary, no. You want to bet? through the two finalists. Phil. Yeah. I, I genuinely think the winner of that, right, one, how much is Gary going to pick his darts up but since the world final in here? My bet is not a lot. Fair enough. He's coming for you this year. Yeah, but he can't practice at the moment because he's not allowed to make the world final. He'd already planned practice sessions. The man is going to be on it. You can't make his house up at the moment, so that's not happening. Right? So. Ignore that bit. (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I genuinely think the winner of that game has got a chance of. Of going deep here, I really do. I can't see them getting through Gezi. Gezi as well, like he's he just turned world number one. Like I appreciate it's a bit different because you just won the biggest prize in them all. But like, sure, you, in your first tournament as world number one, you want to lay down a marker for the rest of the field. Going, okay, if you really want to th- try and come and get for, go for me, this is what you got to do. Yes, I think you're looking agree. at the wrong yes, section of the draw for somebody that can have a run once they get out of the first game. It's Doran King for me. But if you if you look at Gezi's Instagram, all he's done is work, as in not darts. I'm not convinced how much he's going to have picked them up between, again, the winning there. And he's enjoyed some family time. He's obviously doing demolition work on his new house. Two and a half weeks, Phil. <laughs> Like we say, the Masters, I think, catches people cold. Especially, right, if you're one of these players, right, you know, after this, there's not much darts happening. So, it's probably what till March. There. Yeah. This is like a sort this is like a sort of season ending tournament rather than season starting tournament, isn't it, really? Let's be honest about it. Yeah, so bear, bear in mind, say Q school happens, right, at the end of mid to end of Feb, I think then we'll have a spring series, if you want to call it that, around someone in March. So, at least, again, they'll have a launch week series, definitely. Yeah. It's the best way to get people so, to darts and get money in the pockets of the players yeah. that need it. Yeah, no, look, I, I agreed. So, that that's. That's my feeling on it. That this this might just be a little bit of a of a, of a weird one for the top players, um, but we will see. Um, again, 
in the chat room, what do you guys all think? When when do you expect normality to return to the dying world? Well, um, well, we're seeing one comment here, Jake, who says, I think we won't see fans until at the earliest the Grand Prix. I really hope you're wrong there, mate. I don't like saying to our listeners and our viewers that they're wrong, but I hope you are in this sense. I have got a funny feeling that if the the, the plan works out the way that our, this government does want, then I think we could really get a chance of seeing... A, well, well, I, well I, I don't wish to be... I don't wish to be on it, but you know, I've been, uh, I've, I've had my little note through the door saying that soon, soon you'll get your appointment for your vaccine, which should be quite nice. Um, so there we go. Um, but uh, they've also, but I'm hoping that we'll see. I don't think we'll see every fan that has bought a ticket, but certainly some fans inside the Premier League. I agree. I think there'll be match limited. Play. The match or... play will definitely go ahead with fans. Match... Match play, right. I match play is going ahead. Right. At least, I I think 100%. the match play will be the one where we see near on a full capacity. Agreed. I don't. I, I wonder I, if the. Jack, I wonder if they're standing. I wonder if they're standing tickets. I wonder if those standing tickets will be allowed. But certainly the the sit down crowd will be back in. The, 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 the tables will be back in. Will those standing fans at the back of the bar will they be allowed? I wonder. To, to be fair, I saw a great thing on Twitter the other day. The government have missed a trick about this vaccination thing. Just train Amazon drivers. If you've got a normal membership, we could probably do it by Sunday. <laughs> if you've got a Prime membership, you'll be your first one by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> right. We go, we've got to move it on um, quickly because otherwise people will start to get bored of us talking politics. Uh, right. From there, we're going to swiftly robust in to this Premier League pick. Right. We spoke about it a little bit last week in the chat room. Right now, who is in pole position and who do you think will get it if it isn't the man holding the gauntlet right now? We've had, we've, we've, we've had a week or so to digest this. Same in the chat room. That last spot, who's your money on? Get them I, coming in. Okay. Okay. I'll go first then. I think that the person in pole position right now has to be Dave Chisnell. It just has to be. World number six, purely and simply because, yeah, well, that's the main reason why, because he's the world number six. He also defeated Michael Van Gerwen in, um, in one of the greatest individual performances you'll see in a dark arena. He also made two semi-finals of set play events, Grand Prix, and then um, and then uh, obviously at the uh, the Worlds as well. So I think it is Chizzy who's going to be in that position. I, I will say that anybody who wins the Masters gets picked for the Premier League if they're not already in the nine. But I, I, I hope and pray that Dirk gets in because you talk about the different boxes that the Premier League has to tick. Dirk ticks those boxes and then some. He just does. I agree. And so I think, and so I think that he would be an absolutely brilliant pick. But I don't think it will be him. If it isn't Chisnell, I'm gonna say that Michael Smith gets another year. Just, just. 
but he's got a lot of work to do. He's got to win the Masters. So he's got to go deep in the Masters to even be, uh, to be on the radar. But if he doesn't, there, if it isn't Cheers, then I think Smith will probably just about get that pick. Go. Logic, logic says it has to be James Wade. But like you said already, if it was going to be him, they'd have picked him already. And it infuriates me because the man is absolutely superb. I, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but his ability is there for everyone to see. Um, two TV finals this year, again. Um, he, he's been the most consistent of anybody not picked so far. Um, and I'll not be funny, I don't think the rest of the field enjoy playing him. I think he, he gets involved, he, he picks up points and he, he, he upsets players and he you go in and you think, right, James is going to average 95, I throw a ton, I've got this. It's not that simple. Remember that season where he took points off Van Gerwen both times after he was absolutely cruising? That was the Van Gerwen cross year, wasn't it? When Cross should have gone as number one and, and didn't finish top spot. That was Wade. Right? He was the one that made that even possible because he got in amongst it and he, he got at Van Gerwen. So I just think he's proven when think, he's been up there before. He's a competitor. He is... I think as well. Didn't did, I think as well, just thinking about that one, right. Didn't he also beat Rob Cross in the final game to make sure that he couldn't finish top? So. If memory serves me correctly. Correct. Yeah. It, it, it leads... Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Eight and six. Being the, all cross needed was a point. Seeing, after seeing everybody else that's in contention at the minute, the only player I think that could go into this lineup and make the top four is James Wade. I don't think Chizzy holds up over that long. I've, I've spoken about his action literally every week we ever mention his name. I just don't think he's. He's got it there under those big moments. When he's on, he's superb. Don't get me wrong. The way he took Michael apart at the World Championships was arguably one of the performances of the year. He was exceptional. Nothing went wrong for him. But if there's nothing really coming back at you in those big moments, or there's nothing to break down. And I love Michael Smith. Got a lot of time for Michael Smith. I think he's an exceptional talent. Um, will forever be in that conversation as will he get over the line? Um, in a big one, but until he does, his Premier League form has not been fantastic. Yeah. And they're so, the next two on the list that I think have got any chance of getting there, but Wade is the only one that could go into this Premier League and finish top four next year, in my opinion. And at which point, he was already the player that's done most last year and is the one that could go in and make the biggest impact this year. I, I just don't see why he's not in. Well, I do know, I do see why he's not in. It's politics. But yeah, he should yeah, be we, we know why he's not in. <laughs> yeah, politics. Um, yeah, look. Looking at it, I agree. At the moment, I think Dave Chisnell is the man holding the baton. Do I agree with that? Not necessarily, because you're backing it off of one performance across a year. Let, let, let's be honest. Hey. Chizzy, 
let's be honest, until Jizzy played remarkably against Michael, what do you genuinely think he was in Premier League conversation until that performance? No. Well, he made a semi final at the he made a semi final at the Grand Prix. He he come back for the but they missed match starts to beat Gezi. So I don't know whether he I don't know whether he I, I think he would have been in in conversation. Whether he would have been taking him seriously is another matter. Yeah, I, I I'm not convinced he was a serious player until that Michael performance, which was fabulous. Don't get me wrong, but is is that enough? I'm not sure. Um, I actually I agree with Gob that I think across the year James probably deserves it. Would I would I pick him? Correct. No, I'm just being honest <laughs> about that. Look, um, he just doesn't. Look, he's That's a fabulous gross. player. He'll go down. It, it, it'll go down as, well, I'll say it now. He'll go down as one of the all-time greats of the game. What he's won, but he's the best left hander of all time. Yeah. He is. And the only thing that I don't say ever players deserve. I would not. I would not begrudge, and I don't think there are many with what he's done and James Wade should have won and should win a world championship. I don't think he ever will. Well, he had his chance. He'll be one of the players. He had his chance, and he blew it. He'll probably be in the conversation. He's one of the best. He's not. He's world champ. If he doesn't come off that stage, yeah. he, he's world champion. End of, end of conversation. But he was nice, and he came off the stage, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, Correct. I've got, a f- I've got a funny feeling Michael Smith's going to have a good Masters, and maybe just maybe nick that final spot. Just maybe, but personally, but he is in a a horrid place in the draw, as we've just established. Yes. Look, I I think he beats Gary. Just putting that out there now. It's got to be Andy first. Exactly, Andy's no mug. I I think he plays Gary Price in the quarterfinal. Yeah, but um, again, though, right? He, he had his chance. I mean, I'm not being funny, but this may be being a bit harsh to, to bully, and uh, and I love him to bits. He's an absolute gen, and I, I've got a lot of time for him. But if he beats Peter Wright in that Masters final when he had three match darts to win his first ever major, well, televised title by the Shanghai Darts Masters, when he when he if he beats him there, we ain't talking about this. He would have been in with this year. He'd have been 100%. in hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm not, not arguing that. But going back to the original one, who would I pick? I'd pick Dirk as well. I think the year he's had top 10 on the one-year order of merit, a final, four quarterfinals on the TV, and he ticks boxes. For me, I would go Dirk van Dijvenbode as an absolute... Could you imagine that walk-on at the Ahoy? Oh, mate, that would be something else. I don't think you could pick him solely for that walk-on. They did it with Barney, and let's be honest, I'm still having a go at him about it to this day, and that's two years ago. <laughs> no, but, I, no, but... Don't get me wrong, I like but that. Dirk, and his season has been fantastic, but the Premier League does different things to people. It can absolutely ruin you. Right? Was it Webster yeah, but, that said he went in too early? 
Yeah, well, the first year Michael Smith went in, he said it was too well. No, it can, I agree. But I think Dirk's mentally stronger than them. Yes. And I think as well that he's, he's, he loves it. He hits the 180s for fun. And the amount of big checkouts that he was doing was mental as well. So, uh, at the World Championships in particular. So, you just think, well, hang on a second. He, he obviously is in here. He knows what he's doing. I think Dirk, for me, is obviously the pick that I would go for because he, he ticks every box of the Premier League. He's an exciting walk-on, hits 180s for fun, hits a big checkout, gives it large on the stage. Tick, 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 tick. That is the four big things that you need to tick for the Premier League boxes. And he comes from Holland, still an emerging market. If people want to go at it, yeah, okay, whatever. But one of the biggest markets still growing at the moment in darts. Five big things there. Bang. Job done. He should be in. Interesting. Let's go back to the chat room and see what you're all thinking. Oh, Gob, you'd be in the um, UD UK Premier League. Jamie Flint, you flirt. <laughs> um, right. I said because I posted that I played one good game on Twitter and he snuck straight into my DMs going, Do you fancy a game? So he just wants to kick me out. No thanks, pal. DM slider. Let's be fair, we've, we've all slid into someone's DMs. Definitely. My, my missus has messaged me saying um, that, she's wa- that she's watching tonight. She knows. Mine was just stood at the door twice. <laughs> video recording me on Snapchat. It's a bit creepy. <laughs> she's now, my girlfriend, right, didn't know a thing about darts six months ago. She's now an online darts top fan, according to our Facebook page, refers to Glenn Durrant as my duzzer. That, that's her go-to man. She's duzzer through and through. And honestly, she kicked off about watching darts over the world. It's going, is this over yet? She went home for one night and she's messaging me going, have you got a link so I can watch the darts? I've never been so proud in my life. <laughs> and she and she was hit a few 180s as well. And you got a team. And you got oh, a team. Mate. She won her first game, didn't she, the other day? Mid four. Never played before in her life. Played like six games around the world, and it's chucking a mid 45 average. I'm like, please, Wayne Mardell's coaching school. <laughs> Look at that. Come to me. Don't charge as much. <laughs> Might be a tough order. <laughs> Might be able to afford a scholar after six years as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, back to the chat room. Um, Ryan Sell getting a bit of love in the chat room. Yeah, I think it's, again, I don't think he's quite done enough yet, but if he has no. another year, if, if, if he has a good year this year, then I think he then goes into the category to be talked about. Because again, he's not defending Dead that much well. money this year. Dev as well's getting a lot. Devon Devon's getting a lot of love as well. Now I I haven't got a problem with Devon being in the Premier League again. He ticks a lot of boxes, but the problem for me is that since that Euro Tour win and since the Pro Tour win, do you think he's looked the same? I said ever since he told MVG that he's living his head rent free. Because I don't think he I don't think he has personally. I think the wrist injury carried on the form. He's caused more problems than he's letting on. I really do. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, My coach is and I think shut down. Did... She just told me she's a naturally good player. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think that Dev, it, it's a good time to have a break for Devon because it means he can get the injury sorted properly. He admitted yes. at the Worlds. The Worlds probably came a week too soon for him in terms of being fully fit as well. And then asked to play those long format games in a short space of time. 
So I think that Devon will come back fighting strong because he's 100% fit when the first block of Pro Tours is, whenever that may be, March at some point. For me, I can... I can firmly see Devon being in the Premier League in 2022. He would he would be absolutely yeah, perfect for the Premier League. His walk-on's entertaining. It's bags of 180s. The way he played for that period of 12 to 15 weeks, should we say, was one of the best mm. players on the planet at that very moment. He was playing that well. He was playing too well to not win anything, as, as the saying kept going around. Um, the injuries got and he did try to get involved a little bit more in games, but I don't think that helped him. But like Phil said, time to recover. Look, the fact that he's been through this coaching and the fact that he's he has got that relationship with Wayne and you can see when things are going wrong, what a coach will do in that situation is always take you back to a to a base point. They'll always have a certain couple of things in their action that you go back and go, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Is your stance in the same place? Are you getting your elbow? Is your release in the same place? And if Devon can do all of those basic things again with the help from Wayne after his wrist is fine, then he will slowly start building back up that level because it's such a simple action. It just yeah, 100%. can't go massively wrong. Here's, here's one for you as well. Like the This is the final one on the Premier League. Until the Worlds, do you think Gary Anderson was in the Premier League? Um, yes. I do because I do. of his name. The same yes. argument. Correct. He's not retiring, but ultimately, the, the argument we've heard for the last couple of years when certain picks have come out is he puts bums on seats. Forget is the fact that people are now saying he moans too much. He doesn't moan too much, in my opinion. He, he, he says the things that we, we don't want the player to be robots. He says the things as he sees it and if there's something wrong. Don't get me wrong, he does find a lot wrong, as does Vincent van der Voort, but he says it if something's wrong, right, he's not going to sit back anymore. He's not going to toe the line, right? He doesn't. Gary's at the point in his career where he doesn't need to be Mr. PDC, right? If something's wrong, he's going to call out. Whereas in the past, a few players will, in any sport, will not say what they truly think because they're worried about upsetting people and the opportunities that will give you. Gary's name is big enough, Gary's game is big enough. His achievements are big enough that means that as long as he's in this sport and as long as he keeps in contention and competing, Gary can be in whatever event he wants. He's that good on his day that he's still one of the best four players in the world, in my opinion. He's, he's mustered. The action's unbelievable when it's on. Um, and he's pure entertainment. If he starts, genuinely, I know I've said this a couple of times already, but if he starts putting in the effort this year and starts hitting the 180s like he did... 2017, 2018, it'll be unreal. And he could do whatever he wants. He can go knocking down the Empress Ballroom as well with Vincent. He could be driving the opposite end. No, no, I, I, I draw the line there. If, if, if they do that, I would... They're, they're banned. Get out. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I want more. I want more Vincent. I, I want Vincent in the Premier League purely and simply just so he can go to all the arenas that we have to go to every single year. Can you imagine the state of him? Across the whole of the, can you imagine him in places like, no, no disrespect to Exeter, but that is the place that we always come back to. Can you imagine him in the cow shed? He'd love it. And um, um, just going off what we say, a couple of bit. If you've never been, everyone in the chat room and watching us, if you've never been to Exeter, as you put into the field, and it is a field, <laughs> there's a great big farm. 
there's a great big sign that says sheep shearing with an arrow pointing to the bottom. And I promise you, we are not lying. <laughs> we will take a photo next year when we go down. We will take a photo. I think it's one of the best things. John, when I told you the first time, you looked at me and went, yeah, all right. And then you turned up and you were like, you weren't joking. Nope. 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 No. Thing for me is that, like, I'd love him to go to somewhere like Sheffield. I'd love him to go to somewhere like Manchester, just to see what the place is like, because he would love it in there, where Dan Dawson was reporting from a kitchen. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to the chat room. The big fish. Gary is the third most successful player in PDC history. We're not arguing that, mate. We're just saying, off of the year that he's had until the world, did he warrant a Premier League place? That was that. That was the point did, we're trying to make. Did he warrant one? Was he already in a different questions? Did he warrant one? Probably not. Okay, match play final, steady enough. Was he already in? hundred percent. I don't. See, I don't. I'm not. I'm not convinced he was in hundred percent until the Worlds. In fact, I know he wasn't. Thanks for setting me up with that. He was on the list. He, 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 he was on the list, but he wasn't hundred percent in. The world swung it. Right. There's a few questions floating around about Q School. Don't worry. We'll come to them in the end. Keep getting your questions into the chat room because we will not miss them, guys. Don't worry about that. We're going to have an extended question session today because we're in the mood to answer questions. We've already got Jar tearing off as opening batsman. So get the questions in and we will answer them. Right. Love it. We've got one coming up here. Right, this is going Alex to Hale launch. Hopefully... <laughs> this is going to launch everyone tomorrow. Hopefully around 12.30 on the website. We have got the first online dart PDC fan choice awards going to happen. Um and we're gonna let you know. So we've got ten awards to give away. We will have five nominees or nominations in each category for you to vote for. We're going to give you two weeks to get the votes in. They'll be counted, adjudicated, and then we are going to do a live land awards show night, gentlemen. And you never know, we may even get dressed up for it. We may even get the tux out. Well, you know, just thought I'd drop this one in there. We may even go for... We may even go full-blown tucks for the awards. So the categories are as follows. Player of the year, breakthrough of the year, newcomer of the year, pro tour player of the year, game of the year, TV performance of the year, pundit of the year. That's going to be interesting. Comeback of the year, young player of the year, and manufacturer of the year. They are the 10 online darts fans choice awards. We're going to have the voting on the website. So hopefully around midday tomorrow, we're going to get that up there. Um, we're just working on the, the, the form. We're going to do it. But let us know in the comments now, do you like the categories, guys, as well? Whilst, whilst our viewers are going to do that, what do you think? Like, like the picks that we've gone for? Oh, we've lost Jar's audio. Jar, Jar's well, talking to himself. Okay. Yes, it's not me. It's not me. 
No, I've got no audio from you, mate. Try muting and unmuting. See if that happens. Whilst he's doing that, Gob, we'll come to you. What what, what do you think of the the, the, the awards? Uh, I could see myself winning at least three. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Young player of the year. I'm, I'm only 26 next week. So, you know, I'm, I'm sneaking in that one still. Pundit of the year. Well, I've just nailed that one. And I like, let's be fair. Sorry, Wayne. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Nico. That one's for me. And uh, breakthrough of the year. I've, I've just been superb. No, I'm joking. It's a great. I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, there's a lot of. I think we've covered every aspect with these categories. Like we've literally looked at every aspect of professional darts here, and we've got an award where I, I genuinely think that every single player, every single tour card holder, is a possibility to win one of these. Apart from manufacturer, obviously. <laughs> oh, he's back. Can't get rid of me that easily. Can't get rid of me that easily. He resigned so much. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, for, for, for you, Joel, what, 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 what are you thinking? No, look, I, I think this is excellent. You know, any, anything that, you know, that we can do to try and get the fans involved is great. And I'm really excited for this now. I think that there are some really interesting performances. There are some really interesting categories. Although I fear that one category, and this is where I, I worry about you know, recent bias. Do you know what I mean? I think there's one category where it should be a landslide, but the rest of them are complete all over the place, I think, in terms of this. Well, maybe actually, do you know what, actually? No, there's probably about three or four where there should be one, only one winner. And there's a couple that I could probably talk about elsewhere. But it's an interesting one, this one, because because I, I think that there could be some recency bias, if you want me to be brutally honest, uh, about everyone looking back at the world and doing that. But there's some into great games, in particular, across the year. There's been some unbelievable day. Do you know what? Again, we should have a day of the year, that Grand Slam quarterfinal day. We can't really call that TV performance of the year because all four of those games were mid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really shouldn't you, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we should have done no, no, this I, I, on something that we've prepared <laughs> it's, it's, almost like, it's almost as like when, when philip uh, stole the premier league graphic for the pdc when we created one can also point out you yeah, did that you again know. this week phil we have our own graphic <laughs> if i'm just being honest it was just loaded in from last week i didn't change it Um, couple Jacob in the questions. I'd like to see the Legend of the Year award. We spoke about this, mate, but it's not look, the, the, the leg, legends are legends for a reason. It's what they've done in the past. They've done nothing to to vote on. It's just going to be putting some names up and people voting for their favourite. It's not really what this is about, guys. Do you agree? No, agreed. I agree. Um. So that's why there's no um, legend of the year. Can we have a hide and seek award? Yeah, I'm just trying to think who, I, who I'd nominate for that. There's Jacqueline. No one's seen him in months. 
Either that or the 77 grand that Wayne Warren's owed. That that could be the hide and seek champion because no one can seem to find that either. Well, didn't did, uh, Rolinas got cancelled again this year? Shame. It's been, it's been put back. <laughs> Not cancelled. Put back. Put back. Put back. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I'm looking forward to as well. The Tom the Tomlinus Open for no tour, man. Either it's not a WDF event, it's not a man event, it's just a it's just a Jacklin event. Uh, Jacob as well. The legend of the year has to be Barney because of the amazing comeback that he's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I can't not. Um, of the year, you could, but I just don't. I, I, I'm not a fan of Tournament of the Year, personally, because the match play would get everyone's vote. <laughs> Everyone loves the match play. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's, it's something that we can build on, because this is going to be a yearly event now, everyone. This isn't just a, a one-off. We're going to do this every year with an award show, and once we're allowed to mingle and be nice to each other again, we will actually do it in a full-blown production as as well. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Um, once Jim. more. Back, back to normal. Um, We're not inviting all the non-people. We're not made of money. <laughs> <laughs> fire, out, fire out the grove, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll just have the room next to it and tell them to be here when they're ready. <laughs> uh, TK <Shop laughs> has asked Manufacture of the Year. Look, Manufacture of the Year is obviously... We're going to look through the new products that they've released, their social media presence, their branding, and everything like that. Go, goes into that. Um, so there'll be five. Like I said, there'll be five um, nominees for each category. So there'll obviously be five manufacturers. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So when it comes to that, you guys look through the branding that they've done, the new products that they've released. Do you like the new products? Um, pricing, everything like that comes into it. It's who you think has been the best manufacturer in 2020. Um, Simon. Yeah. The problem is it's it's going through everyone. I mean, there's one that sticks out out in my We're going to do it. There's one that sticks out in my memory straight away. Yours is going to be Lavanauskas 164. Nope. That's mine. Not even that. Huh. Mine is Grand Slam, Jose de Sousa, one, five, eight, to f- win your first ever Please. televised title. Stones. <laughs> right, that's, that's an absolute epic. Absolute epic. That was a brilliant one. No, yeah, no, agreed it was. But yeah, mine to save the match was um, Darius against Simon Whitlock because he's, he's literally gone to the Paul Daniels magic hat and Paul Debbie will fucking pull Debbie out of the hat. <laughs> get the bleeper out, John. Get the bleeper out. Oh, it's all right. We'll put it for the problem. We'll put the explicit warning language on. Be right. Uh, no, look, that's the thing about that thing about this as well. It's the fact is as well is it your, um, it's your uh, voice at the end of the yep. day, guys. And that is what we will want to hear about. So please get voting. We will be doing uh, an award. I presume it's going to be after the Masters then, really. We're going to be doing this award show. 
yeah, well, because there's not much going on, we'll, we'll, we'll say two weeks to vote, then it gives us enough time to get the votes in, double-check, triple-check them, and then we can post, award, post the awards out to players and stuff like that. Um, because you laugh, but we have the trophies for the for the 10 winners as well. I'm not doing things by half here. I tell you, the one I'm most looking forward to is actually Pundit of the Year. I think that as well. I think that. Well, the thing is, though, is that will they just go with either one of uh, Wayne or Rod because of what Gary said? Which I'd be really amazed to see if that's the case. I'd love it. Just, But can we just have, well, if, well, if it well, is well, Wayne, can we just have... Well, one of those isn't making the list. <laughs> well, I, I wonder who. Uh, in all seriousness, though, it if it is up, Wayne... It turns up a couple of times a year. I mean, what's that, sorry? Of the year. Pundit of the year, not a couple of a couple of weeks here and there. <laughs> well, if it is Wayne, can we just have Nubsy on it? So if Wayne wins it, that'd be great. <laughs> um... But yeah, Pundit of the Year is going, to, is going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to, to that one. Um, but yeah, like we say, onlinedarts.com, around 12 o'clock tomorrow, when we finish the show tonight, we've got some work to do and and, and stuff to, to get that up for you, but that will be there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This, this is a nice way to to, to get some, some different content out there as well, and I think it'll be a good live lounge as well, that will, the award show. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Right then, everyone, it's that time. We're going to throw, throw it open. And we're going to go for an absolute monster question time now. There, the floor is open. Ask away. We're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll go through. We'll find out the questions. But now in the chat room, it's all open to you guys. Questions, ahoy. Get them into us. Again, boys, you, you, put, you put the chat room open as well, didn't you? So get looking. I think the thing for me was that I think it was Jake Sullivan who said picks for Q school. Now, I don't want to say my picks for Q school yet because we haven't really got the confirmed entries. So because of that, I don't want to jump in there. But as long as the North Americans are playing, and it'll be Baggish and Campbell, I'll say at least one of them gets a tour card because they're just that good. Probably all three of them deserve one. But I think that two, one, possibly two will get there. Um. And not just because I'm going to annoy God with this answer uh, about the, about the B word. Let's just say he ain't, he ain't winning his back. He ain't winning his card back. He just ain't <laughs> simple as plain as that. He just ain't, he just ain't happening. My, my thing about Q school. Go on, God. For European Q school, like I think the numbers going to work out. There's going to be ten cards for European, nineteen for UK. And I just are there ten players better over the format of Q School than him? No. Yes. Well, I think. Which yes. is why I think he wins one. He won't. He won't win one. I'll be honest. I haven't. I haven't looked completely into the players that are losing a tour card that will automatically enter stage two of European Q School. I haven't looked at that. So if that's got five or six. Solids, then maybe there's a chance, but you know, happening. I just, you know, as, as much as I have a, a personal agenda about his last couple of years within the PDC, 
I just don't think it does the sport any good for him to come back. Okay, so here's so here's the top five then of people who currently have not got their tour card who are going to go into stage two: Coivenhoven, Schindler, Decker, Vanderpass, and Ralby John. There you go. Nick, uh, you know, Nico Kurtz is going to be there. Christian Bunce will be back on it. Alcina's potentially going to be going in there. All of them yeah, could easily them... beat Barney in this short format, in my opinion. Could, 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 could quite I the other way around, Barney could quite easily beat them. There's no solid, yeah. Barney's got no chance. I mean, we don't know how much he's playing. We don't know how much he's been back on the board. And if what he's told the fans and everybody else is true, which going on previous comments that he's ready to put the effort in probably isn't true. But if it is, if right. it is... He will get a tour card. Uh, which, he won't I mean, get a tour card, Bob. He won't do it. Silly. He ain't gonna, he ain't coming back. He, he won't win it. He won't win his card back. I, I will happily make a bet with anybody right now. Raymond Van Barneveld will not win a tour card at Q School. He won't do it. There's got to be some money bags in the chat. Go on, get at him. Is obviously... There's over is it over 600 in entries in the UK one. Is that right? Have I read somewhere, or is that yeah, combined? Yeah. 600 total. So it's 400 UK, just over 200 European. So at the minute, right. UK will be split into two stage ones and then a stage two. If European tops two, five, yeah. six, there's a chance they'll go into two stage ones and a stage two also. This, this is what I mean. And how are they going to do that split? Is the interesting bit because. That split could be completely lopsided because there's no seedings. Oh yeah. In, in stage one, there's no, there's no seedings, so you could have a completely lopsided group one and group two. So until I've seen them, I wouldn't like to put a a, a number on it or anything like that. Just because I it, think it could be. I, I I I can't see that that happening, but like at the same time, I'm looking forward to it because we always get stories at Q School, and I'm hoping that we do get those sorts of players. I appreciate it as well. I've seen that uh, uh, we need to put in the chat about baggage having COVID, which is a real real shame. Um, which is I, I hope that he can he can recover, but I don't know. Is it God's honest truth? Uh, Jacob also says about talking about it. Do you think another lady would have talk hard uh, and puts Fallon down now? This could get interesting and lively with people who are, you know, not necessarily the biggest fans of her. But I think that she has got the game. There's no doubt about that. You know, she missed out on a countback rule uh, to to Dieter. Uh, and, you know, f- fair play to Dieter for what she did over that weekend. She was one of the best players. She was the best player on that weekend. I mean, Lisa did well, but, you know, Dieter, play- for me, was probably the best player on that weekend. But Fallon certainly has the game. I don't know how it's going to work for her um, in terms of potential uh, with, with people watching. Because obviously, see, it was weird how the first day with loads of people had, you know, loads of people watching her. She did really well. And then she slowly petered off. Does that make sense, Phil, from last year? Yeah, no. But 
with, with Mo, though, though having that time in the Dev Tour, uh, sorry, the Challenge Tour, excuse me, and in the Modus League as well, I think she could be very dangerous. I really think she could. Hundred percent got the game to win a tour. I goal. think. I think Fallon had a better chance before they changed the format. I think without stage one and stage two, when you've just got the four days to have a crack, you can have one good day, put yourself in a competition. I think Fallon had a better chance then than going through stage one and then stage two. But if she gets through stage one, then she's a huge danger. She is. I agree. Um, I, so, I, yeah, I, I still I'll, think she had a better chance with the old format. Yeah. Uh, one from Reese here. How long do we think girl in price will stay world number one for? Good question. Tomorrow. That's it. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> got it's going to be at least I've, the I've order. Spoke, I've, spoke, I've spoke to Uncle Barry, and he's decided for everybody's sanity. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it'd be at least the Grand Slam, I think, is the earliest that anybody would be able to catch him. And that would take a big run at the UK Open, a big run at the match play, a big run at the Grand Prix, and a big run at the Slam. From right yeah. or MVG, with I'm... Gezi either not defending or not picking up. I think the best chance to catch well, him would be I'm... when he's defending Slam money. To, to be fair, at the, at the match play, he's defending first round money as well this year. So he's so not defending defend, anything. If he can defend the slam money at the match play, he's not losing any bit of the slam when it does. No, I, 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 think re- I think realistically, unless Wright or MVG go berserk and win three or four of the, the first set of TVs, he will probably be world number one until the Worlds next year, realistically. I just looked at the amount of money that he's defending as well, because obviously on Darts Rank, you can actually go in and have a look and see how much money he's defending. He's only defending 40% yeah. in comparison to 60% next year. So next year, what he's defending is obviously a slam win, but he's then also defending a European Championship final and a Players' Championship final. That's the big ones that he's defending. And a couple of... Uh, and a couple of and also an international Darts Open, because he always used to, only, anyway, used to only win in Reese, so that's just how it worked. Um, MVG this year... He's defending uh, a World Grand Prix win, a Players' Championship Finals win, uh, a Grand Slam Dart semi-final, uh, five, uh, four, sorry, four Euro Tour victories, and a second round of the match play. So there's a lot of money there for, for Van Gerwen to defend. And that's, uh, you know, right next year is obviously defending a, a, a huge chunk of his money. Half his money next year has been going on the Worlds for a kickoff. So I think that there's going to be a lot of money going to be playing for. Um, I can't see how anybody stops Price being world number one until at least the World Championships, unless they win the UK three Euro tours and a match play. And right, and MB, and sorry, excuse me, and Price doesn't do anything. So I think you're right, Phil. There's no way that he's going to be not world number one until at least the World Championships next year. And I think he'll be there longer than that. I think he'll pick up money. I think he will probably be world number one until I'm going to say two years' time. I'm going to say. This time next year is when I think going price might get knocked off the world number one spot. Well, just whilst we're talking about percentages and whilst who's defending what, Rob Cross defending 81% of all his ranking money this year. £420,000. 
Ouch. That's that good. You got to feel that. It's only ouch if he doesn't defend it. You get to feel that though, because I'm not being funny. If he doesn't defend it, it will drop down like a stone. I'm not suggesting he won't defend all of it, obviously, because of course he will. But imagine if he doesn't, if he doesn't make a couple of semi-finals or makes a couple of fi- does make a couple of finals, he will feel that. He will feel well, that. It, 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 it is the way it's I look at it. At the start of the year, I like to take everyone's money off and then work out where they are and then add it on and not take, but not take instead of taking it off. Does that make sense? So, yes. at the start of this year, if we, to, if we were to take everything Rob Cross was defending off, he would be world 44. That's a drop. You're going to fit again from world number four to world number 44. You're going to feel that. That's arguably the biggest drop in history. Could be. If he doesn't defend anything. That's Titanic. That's Titanic type drop. Yeah. Um, But look, he's he's still in the top four, so he qualifies for everything. So he's he's got some guaranteed money to come on. But he's defending two TV wins is the the one. So that's big. Um... We've done the baggage. She's got COVID. I don't think just touching on that. Having COVID right now still gives him time to get over it and get over it for Q school. Yes. I mean, it so, took Glenn a no, little bit longer no. to recover than we perhaps expected or thought of of COVID previously. So, obviously, best wishes to Danny and best wishes to Andy Fordham, who today has, has also right. declared Absolutely. or announced that he is got COVID-19, um, but yeah, like there's, there is no darts at the minute, so time to recover, get back on the practice board, build his game back up, and hopefully be in a position where get back into the UK and, and enter a Q school, or I'm not being funny, if I was the North American boys, I'd be looking at the European Q school, just saying that. Um, 100%. Correct. Well, yeah, I'm there's, there's time there, which is definitely a bonus for I think when, uh, when the flight's back on the next hour or two to Germany is not going to make a difference for these boys. Go to Germany, no. choose your battles, choose your battles, less cards, but without being respectful, less ability. 100%. One from TK Shots here, which I like. He says, I think Keen Barrow will have a major impact next year. Do you agree? 150%. Yeah. Absolute yeah. huge talent. Huge. Keen Barry is just unreal. I've got a lot of time for Keen. I think he's going to be winning lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of titles. He has got what well, he's, he's, he's probably the. Well, sorry? Put it away. <laughs> Look, I'm not being funny when I say this. I think he's probably <laughs> the most talented. He's probably the most talented Irish darts player I've ever seen. Sorry, Daryl. Sorry, Brendan. Sorry, Willie. Keen Barry's the most talented Irish stars player that I've seen in a long time. No, I agree. I, he's I, got, I he's... think he'll have absolute fabulous, fabulous two years on tour. Um, and he'll be in the top six Can't wait. and away he goes. Yeah, Correct. 100%. I'm, I'm with, you, with you. Very much so. With you on that one. 
Uh, one from Kieran here. Do you think Joe Cullen can make the Premier League of Darts? Yes, I do. Maybe not this year. If he wins this... But... If he wins the Masters, he will. Yeah, look. I think they're... Joe Cullen is one that ticks every box for televised darts. Not just Premier League, televised darts. He looks great on stage. He's not a big fat bloke that come out of the pub like your stereotypical dart player. He, yeah. He's young. He's got a great image. He, he ticks all the boxes that you'd want to take the sport to the next level in terms of imagery and everything like that. And he, he's proved he's got the ability to do it as well. I, I, I think I think you've probably got I think you've probably got maybe if he wins the Masters this year I think he's in but if he carries on the form that he's been doing this year from the end of last year I think he's definitely got a shot in 2022 100% gob for you Cullen yes or no yeah I like Cullen I like Cullen um, he is one that has been motivated by Devon's recent success they're, they're quite close friends there's a little group of them Chris Davies another one that, that's is I think that group will all get pulled along by the minute that one starts achieving by doing something different. They're a group of players that I don't think will be offended by me saying have, have openly admitted they perhaps haven't been as motivated on the practice board as they should have been and other times in their career. And seeing Devon do what he's done has given them that bit of belief and desire to go, actually, an extra hour a day or an extra couple of hours a week on that practice board can really turn my career around and, and turn me into something special as a dart player. So Colin is one of those that has gone through that. I think the change in manufacturer, um, he seems to have clicked really quickly with that. We see a lot of players struggle sometimes um, to adjust to start with. No such difficulty for Joe. Um, now he's over the world hoodoo as well. Um, who knows? Yeah, to to that, just touching on the equipment, and I'm not bashing other manufacturers here, but that's where Lee at Windmill Stroke Red Dragon is unbelievable as their head engineer. That literally, it's like he makes them. They, they'll they'll tinker and tinker and tinker until the cows come until it until it's right for the player. As in, if he has to make a hundred sets of darts, he'll make a hundred sets. It doesn't worry him, and and that's why you you listen to players about the way they they go through that stage of of changing equipment, that it, it works so seamlessly for them. Yeah, um, I, I also think there are manufacturers that don't try and do too much. We've seen lots of revolutionary new grips and styles and patterns on barrels over the last couple of years and, and different shapes and everything. But if you look at virtually every world champion, barring Phil Taylor, Lisa Ashton, uh, Andy Fordham, maybe. Um, they all throw virtually straight barrels. Just a straight yeah. dart with a normal flight and a normal stem. No heroic different shape of flight. No massive difference. Um, you, you get the odd exception. Yellow Klassen, maybe. He was up there. Does it through pair and kite flights for a while. Um, does it throw standard. But in the main part, the players in the top 10 to 16 throw a very basic, a very simple straight barrel dart with a normal stem and a normal flight. And when you look to change a manufacturer, I think there's been times in the past where players have looked to do too much to make an impact or to 
to get those sales out. Um, and that's hampered a few players, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, one from Martin here. Another ladies series would be would be great, question mark. 100%. And the interview that I did with Matt before the Worlds, he confirmed there will be more ladies darts on the tour this year. Um, I, I think they, there'll be certainly two weekends, maybe three at a push, but I certainly think we'll see two weekends of ladies action and again, and I know a lot of people say, well, that's not enough, but you're building gradually. The PDC have always done this. They've built stuff gradually. You look back to the Challenge Tour and the Dev Tour, it was a gradual build-up. It wasn't just, boom, there's 20 events. It was, no, let's get yeah. this right. And and look, they'll get it right for the ladies as well. Maybe not for okay. the generation of, like, don't mean stereotypical, but like Lorraine and people like that, and Dita that are fabulous players, but it may just be too late for their career, but certainly the younger generation, your Fallons, your Bows, and people like that, they will flourish from what Matt and Barry will do for Ladies Dark long term. Okay, so here's a question then, and this is probably a question as well that we could ask everybody in the chat room in particular as well. Do we think that if you get a tour card, you should be allowed to play on the Ladies Series? No. Or do we want to do it as a sort of affiliate tour? I know you you agree with me there, Gob, that it shouldn't happen. I don't personally don't believe that Lisa and anybody else who wins a tour card should be allowed to play on this sort of affiliate tour. But it's a question that I'd like to see everybody answer because Jacob's actually just put in there saying that thoughts on the winner of the Lady Series getting a tour card. That's exactly how it should work. That is exactly how it should work. Just like on the Dev Tour, if you win that tour, you then get onto the Pro Tour and you stop playing. Well, again, it's that thing about the Dev Tour. Should you be allowed to play if you're in the top? Well, it's top 32, isn't it? You're into the top 32. You're not allowed to play uh, Dev Tour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, so the expansion of the ladies Rob, you should go. see it become an affiliate tour, not a standalone event. Like, But in doing so, there becomes a a realisation where I don't think you should be able to play in both. It, it shouldn't be below that. I can't really find the words for it at the minute, but it, it should be an affiliate tour, not something that's a random events that just gain you random access. Yeah, no. I, I, think, I think at the moment, I'd say they can play because it's not a full-blown tour yet. But if it was to go over, say, 10 events, then I then I agree that they shouldn't be allowed to play. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes, it makes sense. I, I, look, yeah. there is no right and wrong answer here. Full, at the moment, it's not quite a full tour. So I'd say yes at the moment. But if they were to go and do four or five weekends, then I'd say no. The, the, the same as I agree that... With the with the dev tour, that it's ridiculous. I do worry it's about a whole other if if Fallon gets a tour card. What if Fallon and Lisa are both? If they're both on the main tour, and they then can't play in the ladies series, the 
without being disrespectful to the rest of the field, the commercial value of the Lady Series drops. If you can't have the two biggest names competing yeah, in the Ladies Series, mm-hmm. the media attention to it will inevitably drop. We won't. We'll, we'll still be there. We'll still be covering it. We'll still give it the same amount of attention or more that we gave it last year. But if Lisa and Fallon were to both get a tour card before the Ladies Series is, or tour is fully established then I think we'd be in for trouble in terms of the progression of a ladies' tour. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. Go with that. Don't, I like that. Or don't, I don't disagree with that at all. No, I don't, um, I don't your, disagree. Keep your questions coming in, guys. Just, we're, we're loving this. Quick question as well from us, though. Uh, how excited are we for the first MAD event that's going to be happening in Berlin sea Are we going to be staying at Gary's house? No, we're really excited for that one, by the way. If you haven't already had a look at it, uh, obviously, Mad have got the event over in uh, over in Burnham on Sea, haven't they, Phil? That uh, they announced the other week. Yeah. We're really excited for that. We can't yeah. wait. We cannot wait to get down there and cover that one. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, one, definitely, definitely. What's that? Sorry? No way. I talk. I talk about darts for a reason, God. Because, yeah, well, that's true. Actually, I talk about darts for a reason, God. Because they can't bloody play the thing. We should do an experiment. Can we get darts at the UK Open within five years? Five years? Don't be ridiculous. More like fifty. Do you know what? I'd love to. Do you know what? Actually, I'd happily do a full dead bolting from ITV the other year. And go with a, I actually do a full UK Open qualifier to see what happens. You mean you turn <laughs> up, wait four hours, and get beat first round? Correct. <laughs> get over, <laughs> get a buy into round two at least. Yeah. Uh, one from Jacob here. Don't worry, guys. We're working down the list. We'll get to you all. Um, how many Euro tours do you think will be possible this year? Funny you should mention that, Jacob. I have got a Zoom with um, Philip, head of PDC Europe's media team, tomorrow. And it's one of the questions that will be on the list. Don't worry about that. Oh, very nice. All right. All right. Um, Ooh, look at me. I know you. I know PDC Europe. <laughs> you know. I'm glad you did. Um, you know. Otherwise, we'd just be three idiots <laughs> yeah. chatting nonsense, wouldn't we? But, right, um, yeah, correct. I, correct. Um, before that, I'm going to float out six. I think six would be a good number. I don't think they'll get a full tour in with restrictions and travelling. And with the players generally being a little bit anxious. Um, but I think six would be a good number to constitute a European tour for the year. All right, it's not perfect. The less we have in Germany, the better. Let's share the love a little bit. Uh, but with six, I could see it being classed as a tour and then having a European Championships at the end, which is obviously quite a big part of the tour. There's quite a bit of prize money there, 25 grand to win over each of those, plus 100, is it 100 for the European Championship. Uh, yeah. 110 I think it is something like that yeah. 110 for European Championship so I still think the players would have enough opportunities to qualify and participate in those I think 6 would give a fair reflection just about I think that's the minimum you could get away with giving a fair reflection of an order of merit to qualify for the European Championships and then we still get the European Championships as well so yeah, that would be a good point in my opinion 7 or 8 I reckon so, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't too far off you that was my initial reaction. Yeah, yeah. Was, would be seven or eight. 
Mm-hmm. I think so as long as we don't get to go to boot, as, as long as we go to Budapest and Gibraltar, I don't give a damn. Have just two events as long as we go to Buda. As long as as long as the greatest tour in professional sport is Dan, more, more Dan calls it. Parody. We need we need to go to, we need to go to Hungary. We need to go to Budapest, and we need to go to Jib. That's as simple as plain as that. Adding adding Krakow as well because of Kristoff, uh, well two Kristoffs, Kristoff Kachuk and Ratajski. Adding Krakow for a weekend, and I'm buzzing. Please, yeah. Uh, one from Juanita again. Who do you think will move up the rankings into the top 32? Well, good question. I like that. Right, back to the top rankings we go. If I'm between 20 and 32 in the world, I am looking over my shoulder. But there's a couple of players in that group that I'm looking at moving up, the likes of Devon and Dirk at 31 and 32. But actually, if I'm the rest of the field there, I've got a careful eye over the chasing pack because you've got the likes of Willie O'Connor at 36, Ryan Searle at 37, Kim Hybrex at 38, who's on a bit of a mini resurgence. Ross Smith is at 41. Yeah. I think he's going to have another belt the in The problem here. with he's that... Set the platform But the now. problem with that, that... Ross Smith would have been my pick, but the problem with that is the fact that he's defending an absolute shed ton of money this year. He's defending a UK Open quarterfinal, don't forget, as well, which is going to be a lot of money on his ranking. He is, but I just think, given the opportunities that he'll afford himself now, I see him qualifying for more things, and once he gets on TV, he's no mark. I, I genuinely no, I, I don't have Frost beyond that. Darius is at 43. I think Darius is really establishing himself as a, as a top PDC player now. Petter as well. I think that's the one yeah, Juanita was hinting at being an Australian, personally. But yeah, Hetter is, <laughs> is in the conversation. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Hetter Hetter for me. Hetter for me as well. Hasn't got any money to defend, obviously, next this year. So he can literally just go and do what the hell he likes. So he's there. I, I keep an eye on, obviously. Go on. Go on. Go on, uh, go on Phil. Um, going the other way. Yellow Klassen in huge danger. Absolute huge, huge danger this year. I think he's too good he's to drop off. through that tinkering phase where he threw a few different sets of dice in a few different weeks. He needs to pick one now. Go at I'm it from the it. start of the pro tour. I, I just think Yeller is too good to go off. And if in doubt, you know what? He I'm going to go back to his victory because he, he had a period where he had a little bit of success when he swapped his MO to tops. But Yellow Classic always was and always will be a better dark player when he's leaving 36 at every opportunity. Do you know what? I'm going to say with another left field pick here, number 63 in the world, Jason Lowe. He's had an absolutely fabulous first year. And I think now if he gets into more TV events and he gets the chance to play in more TV events, watch out. I think he could really make the rise of the rankings this year, especially because he's got nothing to defend. Nothing. Number, yeah, I'm, I'm number going. 75 and number 77. Go on. Yeah. Scott Waits and Jeff Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Those Not a A little bit further up for me. I'm going 68. Oi. Sheesh. That's a good shout, that, Mr. Bars. Mr. Callan Rids. I'm going Callan to, again, he's not defending anything. So he can, uh, we've seen he's got the ability, so he can absolutely He's going to have a crack at it, see what he can do. 
We want Riz v. Barry. We want Riz v. Barry every single weekend. Please, 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 please. Um, here we got Reese. Players seem to be switching more now, according to Wikipedia. Thoughts on that? I think it's an uh, an evolution of the game where you're shooting for an open target instead of a partly blocked one. I just think it's common sense. But back in the day, people were like trouble twenty, trouble twenty, ton, ton, ton. But I, I genuinely think the Europeans have moved switching around the board to another level. You look at Rasmus for a kickoff, don't you? Look at Rasper, best trouble 19 hitter in the game. Organised chaos. Um, I, I saw this perhaps firsthand on the Dev Tour as well. I, I genuinely think the youth ranks and the players coming through nowadays have been playing so long as a kid, and you, you spend so much time in between matches just doing finishes and checkouts that you learn so many different routes, and there's so many different ways now that you wouldn't see on a standard checkout card that you get from the manufacturers whenever you buy something. But I just think the players are far more comfortable moving around the board in different ways and, and their board management is better. So I think that accounts for it. And the other thing is, I think there are a lot more players nowadays that they rely on their first dart, right? We talk a lot about the field being first dart merchants. And a lot of that is because the players... Or the majority of the field nowadays need their dart in the top of the treble 20 segment kicking up, right? They rely on that dart to be able to hit the flights and go in underneath it. I think 10, 15 years ago, a lot of players would have been comfortable stacking a dart over the top, a slightly uh, more horizontal lie angle in the board, and the players would have been more comfortable going over the top of the dart. I don't think that exists anymore. I think far too many players have a, a steeper entry into the board. And because of that, if their first start is low, they physically have no choice but to switch. Yeah. They're costing themselves opportunities. And the more and more pressure you put yourselves under, the tighter and tighter these games go, the more likely you are to pull a dart low as well. So I just think those that's where you see more players switch. It's the couple that will always be stubborn, James Wade and Max Hopper, two of the most stubborn players you will ever see. And even James this year has started to use the treble 19 segment more than I think I've ever seen him switch. So the players are realising yeah, it, that they are missing out. They know they have to. Yeah, 100%. 60 is not enough anymore. You can't be content with floating one over the top. Yeah. Um, this one will be interesting. I think we all will all agree with this one. Um, do you think the ranking system should be changed? Yes. 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 Absolutely, not yeah, even we, close. We, we, yes, yeah, we all agree. Moving on. Yes, it's tough. If you by the way, I should say this though, because I, I, I believe he's watching. But if, uh, but if he isn't, then I'm just saying it anyway. If you actually want an update on really where things are going, FDI rankings, absolutely superb. They, they really do give it a real, genuine impression of who is where and who is playing well. So, FDI, if you ever need it, it's definitely one of those. If you follow it on Twitter, do it. Should do. Uh, Jacob again. Um, hello, guys. Who do you think will be the next player to break into the top four? He thinks, um, I think, Jimmy, because he's got little to defend this year. I'm not convinced. But no. who do I think will be the, who do I think the next player to jump in or break into the top four? Are we going for someone that's not been there before? Yeah, maybe. Why not? Why not? Um, 
I'll say, for... I'll say, a Polish eagle. I think Ratajski's oh, the one that will break his. Did you just pick my boy saying he's going to be a top four? I did. I think Ratajski will be in the top four. He, he, what he needs to do is he's so consistent year, on the floor. When I said he was a top sixteen slash potential top eight ability. No, you got laughed at. You got laughed at for saying he's top, top eight. Four. Yeah, you got laughed at for saying he'd be in the top eight. Like he's in the top sixteen. Congrats on the congrats. Like well done. But he, top eight, no. I think he could be the next player to break into the top four. Do I think it'll happen this year? No. But he needs to. He needs to have a run on TV. Simple as. He needs to have a run on TV. He hasn't had one yet, apart from the World Court Final. He needs to get in there if he's going to break into the top four. Right. I think there's a couple here for me. One's defending a lot of money this year. If he can defend it, he's got a huge chance. It's Nathan Aspinall. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I, uh, he was top, He was number four in the world, wasn't he? After the semi? The what? Last year? Did he go, no, I don't think he ever went top four, did he? Did he not? Oh, well, that's the reason why I didn't pick him. He was never an auto, was never an auto pick for the prep. So no, no, Nathan's never gone top four. My um, apologies. In which but, case, then, yeah, ask. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go just because I think he's Mr. Consistent. Glenn Durham. Defending a lot of money this year, though, Phil. Three semi-finals, well, two ten. semi-finals, isn't it, really? Yeah, because the the slams doesn't doesn't count on his ranking. But I just yeah, but he's still that... defending. He's defending. He's defending. I'm just going to go through this now. He's defending a semi-final at the Grand Prix, a semi-final at the match play, uh, a couple of players' championship fight, a couple of players' championship wins this year as well. There's a lot of dough. Sixty-six percent of his money. I just think that he's Mr. Consistent. That now he's over COVID, I just think that he'll get to quarterfinals of TV tournaments as a minimum. Should do. And he'll just and also defending a quarterfinal. He's also defending a quarterfinal so of the world like, as well this year. Job for you. I hate to do it, but I have to agree with. Um... Who asked the question? Sorry. Jacob. Uh, Jacob. For me, it's Dimi. I'm looking at everybody else. And the issue I've got is that the majority of the, the top 16 have been there or thereabouts already. I just don't see any of them doing anything explosive enough to catapult themselves into it again. And the other thing is, I potentially don't see a brand new person in the top four for another two to three years. But the person with mm. time on his hands... Is Dimitri? Dimi ain't he's, got much to defend this year. He's my age. He's, he's got plenty of time on this tour as a professional dark player if he so wants it and if he can stay at this he's level. Twen- so for me, I'd love it to be Christoph or Jose. I think a Polish or Portuguese player in the top four of the world after winning a big one would really, really potentially shift the landscape of grassroots darts and really inspire another generation from there. But in terms of people that can go on to do it, I think Dimitri. If we're going for that... I'll just say about Dimitri, really quickly. 
Well, I'll say this though really quickly about Dimmy. Dimmy's two weeks older than me. I like to think we've achieved the same as uh, same uh, in our in our respective lifetimes already. <laughs> I think he's got a few yeah. more Twitter followers um, than you, mate. That's just about. But he follows me now, so happy about that. Um, good evening, Patrick. As well, um, he's got one for you. Hi, guys. I don't know if this question's been asked yet, but pick one name to win a tour card in the UK and one from Germany or the European one. Uh, UK... For me, it depends where the North Americans go, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. And but I'll, I'll, I'll throw American out a name. Food. I'll throw out a name really quickly here in Europe. Don't be surprised if, T- if Thibaut Chicolo Thibaut Chicol comes through from fr- from France. Like the look of him. Really? really like the look of him last year in Key School. I think he's a very, very good, talented oh, player. Oh, oh, he's got. That. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of time for that. I think he's going. I think he's going to do well. I've got. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to give three names because I don't like we say. I'm not sure where the North Americans are going, but yes. my European-based one, standard Nico Kurtz. Oh yeah, he'll get one. He should get one. Matt Campbell. And I'm going to go left field. And this might be Hart versus Head here. But Aaron Monk. Sort of get Northy back on the tour. I'm going, I'm going for the Monk. Been, I've been spent, spent a lot of time with him. And he's practicing really well at the moment. And he's got he's got that, that grip back. Yeah, <laughs> I think Are you got. I think, uh, yeah, go on, Lendl. Drop me a DM on who's ranked highest, please. Make <laughs> 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 me look good. <laughs> I know you're watching, man. I know you're watching. You told me you would be. Um, I'm gonna go with who I'd like to see, not who I want to see or who I think will see. And I mentioned his name earlier, and I just think two years on the PDC tour would be deserved after the two years he's had for Wayne Warren. Yeah. I think oh, the opportunity I, I, to come in and I, compete I, and, and earn some proper prize money from playing darts. I, I would not begrudge that man a tour card at all. Um, from Europe, love to see Ronnie Hybrex back. No, <laughs> Your voice bases are not impressed. Um, I'm trying to think who else is going to be there. That's the issue. Um, who else do I like the look of? But the thing is, though, we talk with, with Q School just really quickly. But what you think of a name gone? The thing about Q School is, is that normally it's a complete lottery. We normally see about players that just come through from absolutely nowhere that we had no idea of who they are. You know, we take a look at, you know, we think of no disrespect, but Aaron Beedy. No one knew who the bloody hell he was before he went, you know, prison officer by trade. Goes with the tour card. And Jason Lowe, for Christ's sake. He been on tour for 10 years. And he just came back and was absolutely brilliant, you know. So there are obviously stories every single time with Q School. And we're really looking forward to it. 
definitely. We'll have all the coverage whenever it happens. We'll have it here. Obviously, we will be there. Yeah. Uh, don't know what we'll be doing in terms of live blogs, but we we, we will be here as much as we can. Um, Cobb, have you got your names yet? Damien Moll. Finished fourth on a development tour. Not bad shout. Not bad shout, indeed. Oh, do you know what, actually? If you go... go no one. I, I managed to get darts rankings to load. I was like, I knew there was one name on there that I couldn't remember his name, but quite impressed with. Yeah, Damien Moll. Sort of came out of nowhere for me this year as well. It wasn't a name that I'd really come across before. Um, but performed really well this year. Who was the German, mate, that had an unbelievable run in the Euro Tour? Was it Roex? Andrew's just put it in the chat. Was it him? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Was it, which Euro was it? I can't remember. He was literally couldn't miss. Yeah, I know. It was mad, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I can't remember who it was now. Now you've said it, it makes sense. But I can't remember who the bloody hell it was. Yeah, Tom, we're <laughs> Anybody who can, I just didn't comment. See, we're prepared for all this. Yeah. Absolutely. This is, this is Absolutely. This is why I love the questions because we never know what we're going to get. Um, got one here from Cliff. Very hey guys, true. who's your favourite PBT commentator? Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'll he go first. For me. Well, not be funny, but is, when we talk commentators, that include commentator and pundit, because. For me, commentator, there is nobody better in the world of darts to me than Rob than Rod Stud, in my opinion. One of the best to ever do it. We miss what him this? around the press room. We miss him around the press room. And Rod, I don't know if you are watching tonight, but if you are, mate, we're sending all our very best to you. Hope you continue to recover. We can't wait to hear your dulcet tones in the press room sometime soon, mate. Stud is an absolute wordsmith. And... Yes. I'm just going to say it now. If he'd have done the final, it would have been called in better. It's a fair point. Fair enough. Um, I, I also really like Mark. The tension or the emotion of the game better than most. Yes, that, that's what I mean. He the, the way he calls it in is just he finds the, mm-hmm. the, the the right tone and everything falls into place for him. Yeah. If you ever want to listen to a, a moment of commentary from Rod, for me, is when Van Gerwen, I, I think I think he misses tops, if memory serves correctly, in the Premier League against Chizzy about four or five years ago, when he goes uh, and when he says he, he believes he'll be back. Chizzy, I think is a, I think it's, it's a 161 that he t- takes out, or 167 to stay alive in the Premier League, where he goes, uh, he goes, he thinks he'll be back, treble 20. He hopes he'll be back. Trouble in 19. Now he thinks he won't be. Bull. Bull hits. Dave Chisnell is still alive in the break. You just think, wow, how is just, how does that come into your head at that moment in time that you could accurately portray something as amazing as that? And Rod and Wayne, when the two of them are on form together, Rod and Wayne are the perfect duo. There's no doubt about that. But Rod in particular, just amazing. Favorite moment is when Wayne's getting rather excited about a nine data that didn't happen, 
Forty-one as sanity prevails. Sanity prevails. Was that was that in the uh, was that Fallon at the Worlds last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pretend it's in. Yes, yes. <laughs> Double twelve. Yes. <laughs> and then it was like forty-one as sanity prevails. Prevails. <laughs> I just love that. It was. It, it was. By the way. Genius. By the way, just quickly before you go on yours, God, just say it was Rowetz actually. Rowetz was the one who uh, who de- who, who, de- who beat Dolan and Cross, then Larry Larry lost to Ritaisky in the Central Darts Open. Yes, Andrew, it was, and I think he could, he could be doing some bits if he could, if he turns up like that again. Against Rob Cross, he just couldn't miss. No, he was just reeling off legs. Sorry, God, you're going to say your favourite one then. Uh, I like Crofty. And I don't think we get an opportunity to listen to Crofty enough on the darts. Um, obviously, completely understand that he's Sky's F1 lead as well. But he's another one who he started in the BDO, uh, moved over to the PDC. He's another one who I think can really he gets the mood of the game. Like I really, really enjoyed Adam Smith on commentary this year. But Adam yes. Smith's voice is very. Where Smith came a little bit unstuck and I think got a little bit of stick was understanding the tension and the moments in the game. Adam was very much every leg is excitable, whereas sometimes you just have to call it in as you see it. It's not that great. It's not that important. Build up for the big legs or or when the players really do something different. And I just think that Crofty just gets it. A lot of people don't like yeah, his style. No, no. A lot of people don't like him as an anchor. A lot of people don't like him as a con, but I completely disagree. I think he's fantastic. He knows the game inside out for somebody that I don't think played and constantly spends his life jetting around the world covering another sport. So to be able to come in and do what he does every year for the world, I just think he's superb. Yeah, no, I don't disagree there. This is an interesting one. I like this one. Do we prefer the sudden death rule or... The one that was at the Worlds this year. Sudden death. Uh, there has to be two. Sudden death. And I don't think there's enough. Has to be, yeah. I don't think there's no. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's enough two clear legs in any format. Pro tours I completely agree. First to six, but actually, in terms of televised events, I think every single match should be two clear darts, two clear legs. Even the first round of. UK Open and all that sort of stuff. I genuinely think that it should be too clear. My only counter argument, I I have it for the world, granted, but doing it for everyone, does that not take away the importance of winning the ball in the back? Possibly, but Um, for me, because they have to prep score sheets and they have to get graphics and the bookies have to be able to set who's got it first and, and all that sort of thing for the sport, not seeing that pull off takes it away from me. For me, if it's that important to the game, we as fans should see it. Yeah, agreed. I think so. I think you're right. Even if it's recorded backstage and we see it a couple of times, and shown before the match, while the players are warming up, this is what happened, this is why the players got the throw. I think it would add a, a, a minute dimension to coverage. And actually, if the bull-off is that important, as we're saying, at a lot of this level, I want to see it. 
I want to see if a player's massively pulled a dart six inches too low and not got it anywhere near. I want to see if both players are on it, going at the bullseye and really giving it to each other. Like, that's just as important to the game as, as holding your throw first leg or as a leg on the board, ultimately, is what we're saying, because you get the throw in the decider. So, <laughs> for at least the televised, I want to see two player or I want to see the bullet. TK uh, Shot said the PGC made a major mistake there. They, they, they didn't have a choice there, mate, because of potentially having fans yeah. in. I think that after the third round, they should have, sorry, after the second round, after Christmas, they should have just brought it back in with no fans there, personally. But yeah, absolutely. Definitely the sudden death leg yeah. at five all. It made, it made. Part of the tournament, they had no choice. It had to, that was part of the conditions for having fans in, that the sessions couldn't overrun. Yeah. So, so, and even yeah, so, even yeah, if it didn't, some some of the sessions massively overran as well. Yeah. Um, we've got one from Gary here. Do you guys not like John Park? No, I think he's all right. Um, tries, to Ameri- Americanize it tries to Americanize commentary a little bit too much to my liking, but great guy. And yeah, look, he's, he's up there. Good, yeah, good commentator, good uh, player. You know, end of the day, three-time world champion. Simple as. He's, he's a quality he's player. Good, good commentator as well. Former player they have on a comms team, and I like that depth of knowledge. But there does come a point where you can have been out of the game for too long, and I think John is approaching that. Not that darts is the most complex game in the world, and it's never going to change massively. But you see it in football quite a bit when players have been out of the game 15, 20 years. They're not talking about the same game anymore. That's why we're seeing a new breed of pundits and commentators coming through on, on football production. And I think we might start to seeing a new wave of, of darts commentators pretty soon. And just we'll go back into the commentators. Joe bought, Joe's bought one up here and I forgot. Dave Lanning. Yes, Dave was unbelievable. Dave, Sid, let, let's just Lanning, put it this way. Dave, Sid, Sid and John. John Different, and even Stephen Royce in the commentary box was superb as well. What about Freddie Flintoff staying at the match play? Genius. Oh, Fred, <laughs> one game when he gets nine data. Chuck him on every game. Come on, get him back. Yeah. <laughs> Please. No, Forget no, no, Top Gear, Fred. It, it's not Top Gear anymore. It's it's just not. Give that up. Get back on the darts, Fred. Got one from Owen here. Will the match play have crowds? And if so, what capacity in your opinion? Yes, it will. And I'm going balls deep, 75 to 80%. I think that we'll have, the match play will be all tables will be full, just no standing. Yeah. Um, right, last few then. Um, sudden death leg, yeah. PDC made a mistake there. Uh, for the sudden death. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, John well, is good. Yeah, no, he's all right. Watch, yes, but I just think they're important, so they need to be in there. Um, have we missed anything? Don't think I so. Think I think we have. I think, it's been a, I, think, I think we covered all the bases tonight, so that's great. Don't forget, everybody. That... What do you reckon? That's a bold comment. Um, a good sign. Do you look at the World Championship? Yeah. I wouldn't say he's back yet. He's he there's play... sign. Yeah. 
he needs Good to play science. with a little bit more aggression for me. He's a better player when he's got that that bit between his teeth and he's really going at games. A bit like Gary in the respect that if he gets angry, I think he's better. Um, just just needs that get up and go. Um, not a great year for him, but there are signs that yeah, to to still be where he is in the world, good for him, a good platform to have a go at 2021. Um, there's a lot of players in and around that 16 that yes, some are improving, but I don't think some are, and I think some might start to move backwards. There's a good chance for Gurney to put himself in a good position for the majors this year and Premier League selection and beyond next year again. Hundred uh, percent. That's right, gentlemen. That's really just really quickly. Okay. Daz says, "Will there be a crowd at the Masters?" No, there won't be a crowd at the Masters, mate. It's all happening behind closed doors. Right before we go, we've got a couple of winners to announce. I know we're on time. Oh yes. What's going on here? We're getting, we're getting good at this, guys. And um, we've got obviously the two Iceman Gathering Price signed World Championship programs, and we have two winners. One from Twitter. We have got Ed Hamilton. We will give you a DM. And from Facebook, we have got Lisa Stronimer. I hope I've pronounced that right. But again, we will DM you both to get your addresses and get them sent out. Everyone in the chat room, thank you very much for joining us this evening. The chat room was on fire as always. It was a pleasure spending nearly two hours with you all. I know we do waffle on at times, but we do love it. Back to Monday next week, gentlemen. We all... Yeah, absolutely. Just really quickly, one final thing before we go. Shaky Quantus is put in there saying, cheers to the stream, gentlemen. I've just got my face mask here in the States. Thank you. No worries at all. The online darts face masks, I'm sure. I've seen people wrapping them on Twitter as well. Got to love that. And like I say, we're currently wearing the online darts hoodies and all that. I'm sure they'll be available at some stage next year so that people to purchase if they want to. If we see that face mask in the capital on the news, though, mate, we're going to have words, right? No writing in our words. <laughs> 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 and on that Biden, Biden's inauguration. <laughs> oh, be my guest. Biden's inauguration, if you're there in an online darts face mask and you get on camera, fair play, right? We'll send you another few, right? But no writing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on that bomb, like Phil, get us out of it quick. <laughs> competitions we sent all over the world gentlemen thank you very much everyone for joining us thank you very much this will be available as a pod within the next few days from all good podcast providers gentlemen thank you very much i've been phil bars joined by jack Gobu garwin and jarlathy and as always we will see you next monday back here for the live match. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.